everybody, welcome to episode 152 of Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I am another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and we're here today to talk about some stuff. You're way more upbeat than I am this afternoon, yeah, sir. Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. Let's talk about some things. Excited! Get some of your energy. Yeah. I haven't got it. Well, I'm get the memo. Yeah, well, I got, a, I got a lot of stuff to do after this podcast, so. Yeah? Yeah. You know, a lot of adulting to do. Yeah, buddy. Sure do. It's going to be fun. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say fun. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use the word fun for painting and things. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, we're moving our podcast room. Um, so we're, we're painting the new from room. from one tiny corner of the house to another, another tiny, tiny corner yeah. of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ho- in hopes that it will be more, I don't know what it would be more of, but in hopes that it will... <laughs> Help with the audio and and all that fun stuff. So why would it help with the audio? There's a smaller space and um, it would. It, there's more to absorb the sound, so it might sound a little tighter. Sure, which is nice. Sure, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. So, um, so we're we're gonna review two things that we watched. It's gonna be a short one. It's gonna be a short one, just because we got you know. Well, more so, Paul's got the stuffs to do, but we wanted to. Um, just kind of chime in on on some things we had talked about wanting to watch and then something we finally did get to watch. So um, we refused to pay for Tenet. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I do. Just it. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. It got kind of terrible reviews from most people that we knew. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I didn't imagine that it would be terrible because – I don't really imagine him making a terrible film. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it wasn't looking good, mm-hmm. I guess. Just and so I was like, at first when it came out, I don't know, it was like twenty five dollars or something. I was like, yeah, I'm not paying twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, we got the we got the reviews from people, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to pay the fifteen dollars either when it came out. And then it was down to like six dollars. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, it's going to be free in two weeks, and I was like, you know what? We're about six months late to the game or probably more yeah. than that. Um, but I'm going to wait. And we did. So um, we decided, you know, so we we kind of went in like waiting for it to be borderline awful, I guess. Or at least I did. I was like, oh. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect because I knew it was going to look good and and all that stuff. But a lot of the a lot of the stuff I had heard from friends and, and online was just it's like, convoluted and it's just like a big mess and whatever so i kind of went into it with a little little bit of bias you know whether intentional or unintentional well it's chris nolan as as if i need you know i don't really need to say that you should know that Um, chris good old chris and uh john david washington robert pattinson elizabeth debicki and i think it's yuhan olsak i probably just you know i'm sorry nailed it Sorry, uh, but I think it's Johan Ulfsack. Mm-hmm. Um, those were like kind of the main characters in the film. And um, we sort of gave Nolan a bit of shit last year with the whole like, will he, won't he, will they, won't they thing with this movie. Um, I don't understand when a director says, like, I understand, okay, I understand <laughs> the, um, the, the, the preference that ideally... Your audience would watch this film in a theater, um, especially when people film on film, on actual film. Yeah. Um, in, in those cases and stuff, I understand that. But 
um, going to the lengths of being like, there's no point in seeing this movie for the first time if you can't see it on the big screen. It's like, I don't understand that because every movie goes to video or to streaming. Yeah. But at one point, everything went to video or DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So everything you make is intended to be streamed at some point. Yeah. So what is the difference? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just feel like, just be honest and say, hey, I want to make my money back, so I want sure. you to see this in the theater rather than give me some like convoluted, pretentious, like, oh, the only way to view this yeah. film is on a screen. It absolutely is I not. I feel like that's for the viewer, right? That's for the yeah. viewer to decide. Like, I'm the kind of person. We all want to have our films played in a theater. Yeah. But, um, you know? but I mean, look, I, I understand they're spending, you know, whatever, $200 million or whatever they spend on yeah. a movie. Um, I, I, as the viewer, would, would like to see something like 1917 at least once in the theater. Yeah. I think that, I wouldn't say to somebody, if you can't see Saving Private Ryan in the theater, there's no point in seeing it. The film, the intention of the film and the performances and the quality is what is front and center. That cinematic experience is a bonus, but I don't feel that it takes away from it. I saw Saving Private Ryan in the theater twice. Yeah. And yes, with surround sound and all that shit, it's a crazy experience. But with home theaters now, I think it would probably be pretty close yeah uh you know and then to when when somebody says that it's like you can only watch this in the theater i'm like all right so what if i'm in a theater where people are talking and annoying the shit out of me what if i'm in a theater that has janky audio and one of the speakers keeps cracking or is completely out so where does that theory go of like the only way this movie is good is in the theater like well unless you can guarantee that i'm getting like fucking surround sound and like you know like a highly functioning movie theater point is moo yeah it's moo it's moo it's like a cow's opinion opinion. it's moo (laughs) so um, i don't know so i was i i have to admit i was a little bit turned off just by the way that whole you know just that whole thing i was like i don't even want to see this movie anymore you've made such a big deal but i don't even care Mm -hmm. um and so i went in a bit like a a a negative nancy i was Mm -hmm. like oh this is gonna be awful um Christopher Nolan never fails to overcomplicate the simplest thing. If there were like, if it was like a national holiday, he would we would be celebrating Chris Nolan yeah. on overcomplicating a storyline that could easily be told with seventy percent less detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought that the bare bones concept was very interesting, and I wished that he hadn't roundhouse kicked me Mm. with unnecessary details sure yeah it was just too many details for me Mm -hmm. but it didn't ruin the film i thought like oh this is better than what i had been led to believe like some people were just like completely some people were like i didn't get any of it now inception for me that's like a movie for me i still don't completely understand inception because i feel like there's like a rabbit hole with that if you say well this and this and this theory it's like right but yeah if this and this happens and then you get into a whole other theory so there's like i feel like there's no solid story to inception it's all up to interpretation sort of mm-hmm. within this time and how time works and moves um tenant i thought was uh tenant was a i know i always want to say tenant tenant they did a spoof of a movie uh, yeah. called tenant yeah. about a tenant I, th- I guess i don't know it's a comedy um and this film, though, uh, initially, I'd say like the first, oh, how, 
how long did it take me? I figured it out like halfway in, I'd say. Mm. Wherever the scene, the scene where the woman gets injured and they're in the back of, was like a van yeah, or yeah. whatever they were in. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, wait a minute. And what gave it away for me, and not like it ruined it, mm -hmm. but I did figure, I did figure most of it out. And what did it for me was the fact that Robert Pattinson's character never seemed to explain himself. Every yeah, time yeah. Washington's character would ask him a, like for something that required detail, he would find a way to scooch around that and be yeah. like, we'll get back to that later. And I'm like, he totally knows this You think guy. that was in the script? Like what do you mean? Uh, when Pattinson's reading the script and it's like he scooches around <laughs> the question. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, I feel, too, I, I feel the same way. Like I feel like I understood it fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there may have been, and I'm certain there is, you know, nuances and yeah, subtleties that I that I totally missed. But I feel like I I was in it. I feel like I knew what was going on the whole time. Um, not that I not that I figured it out, but I was on on the ride, and I was like in there. And when the when the like, reveals oh, were happening, I feel everything like everything for you when you're sitting next to me, and I'm yeah. like, you know, he knows them in the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, shut up. Yeah. Well, there's that, yeah. But we both do that. We both yeah. like are figuring things out as we watch. It's just a bad habit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I liked the film. It looked great. Performances were great. You know, um, great concept. You know, I, I feel like I liked it more than I thought I was going mm -hmm. to for sure. Um, if I would have went into this movie with no context and nobody saying good or bad or whatever, I would have probably liked it more because, unfortunately, I went in with this kind of bias and 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 may have hindered a lot of my um the way i watched the film or yeah. subconsciously reviewing it or whatever but i i rather enjoyed it and um you know uh all the nolan theater bs aside you know it's and and i, and I feel like i didn't lose anything like i was okay watching this at home i don't feel like mm -hmm. oh man i really should have seen that in the theater Not you know um, it, it, the theater wouldn't have changed this for me one bit um i i have to say that I, well Okay, the the, pro the problem is like Inception to me, story-wise, I didn't like as much as this. Mm. But Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio were in this in Inception, so yeah. I have that's a tough one for me. I like Washington though; he's a really good actor, and obviously we like Pattinson. Um, but so I can't. It's like you know you can't say you like one kid more than the other. But storyline wise, but you always kind of do. <laughs> storyline wise, I actually thought that Tenet was easier to follow it was the it was the least convoluted yeah of his of his scripts i thought so yeah i feel like inception is just like it was convoluted for the sake of being convoluted it's such a nolan move it's like you have you already have this really cool concept and you know i'm not a, a fan of spoon feeding shit to anybody so i'm yeah. not saying like make it super simple at all but i just feel like he he adds all these twists and turns that it's like, dude, you don't need to go that. Look, the average moviegoer, but they I don't like thinking. It's just the reality. Yeah. So it's like you actually don't have to try very hard to confuse people. Yeah. But ironically, I didn't think that this film did that too much. No, I mean, it I didn't. felt like it I felt like I was I, I was. I just paint, felt but. like the story. I just felt like he took a really long route yeah. to tell the story because I figured it out. Like what you know, it was once that happened, and I was like, "What?" This is. I think at that point, it was like the second or third time that he had scooched away yeah. from <laughs> answering a question, if you will. And that's when I was like, "Hold on a sec." And then I'm like, "This is the guy in the beginning that had the red thing. Yeah, this yeah. has to be that person." And so I already knew. Uh, 
I was actually a little bit annoyed. It didn't ruin me for it. I was just like, damn it. Because then I was watching it completely yeah. differently. So I'm like, when is when are they going to reveal it? Um, I was lost in that scene in the end. That was the most inception-y part I had when they're like going through, I don't know where they were, somewhere in Russia or, Sur or Siberia oh, yeah. or something. I think they were in Siberia. I kind of... I had a brain fart and wasn't paying attention for a second. And when I came back to it, I was like, wait, how the hell did we get here? And what are we doing? Yeah. So he was like there. And then the guy was in the, in the gate. But then he wasn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just like, okay. I was like, this is definitely a Nolan production right now. Because I feel like, I don't know why all this shit is happening. But I thought that, um, yeah. And then, so so in the beginning, when the woman is telling the story. And she says that she saw a woman jump off, jump off the boat. I'm like. And that was where the question ended for you. Do you remember there being another woman on the boat that you saw her jump off? Yeah. Like that did, so that's when I was already like, oh, this is some like time traveling shit. Yeah. It's Nolan, first of all. So I figured there's going to be some kind of like weird thing with time. But I just thought that was kind of suspect. Yeah. That she said she had seen a woman jump off the boat. And he, I didn't immediately make that connection. But once I midway through, I was like, I bet she's probably the woman that jumped off the boat. But like, why wouldn't you question that? You're like, yeah. I was in the boat with my kid. And I saw this woman jump off. Yeah. Well, you didn't, was that it? <laughs> I mean, time travel is tough because it's really going to depend on are you going to go the back to the future route or are you going to go the Bill and Ted route, you know, where it's like you can change things. So if you yeah. go back and change something, you go back to the future and then or back to your present time and the things you changed are now you can be later. Now you've seen the changes that you've made or the cha you can't change anything because it's already happened. So if you go back in time, that's kind of destined to happen already. Or is thing, it like know? the parallel universe? Yeah, or the, so you have like three three routes. You, yeah, you can like take, you're really. back in time, but you're on this other parallel. Yeah. you're in a parallel universe, and so it doesn't actually change. Yeah, in, every in decision present. makes a new. Yeah, brand, yeah. I always stuff. liked that. Um, I had I had a story where to me that was like the dark. best way yeah. to explain time travel was yeah. that it causes. I, I believe in the script. I called it a ripple or something yeah. like that, and it's like that once you make that change, it ripples off and goes into another. Mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. I think, um, what was that film with uh, Another Earth? Mm. Did that, that just par that just had parallel worlds. I don't think yeah, they connected yeah. through time travel, but that had like a parallel world. And I thought that was a cool concept too, that there's this other planet where you exist yeah. as a different person, yeah, you know, yeah. and, it, and, it, and you could see it. Yeah. You, know, you could look in the sky and be like, oh, I exist over there over as there, somebody yeah. else. Uh, I always like that kind of stuff. I thought that time travel to me was a little bit more feasible scientifically than the Back to the Future and Bill and Ted thing. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, how can you, if I'm going back, how can I, like, if I kill somebody, how do yeah. they now exist? It's the exist? grandfather paradox, which they get into in the film. Yeah. Anyway, I actually enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy yeah. this. I did enjoy this film. I almost didn't I, want to, you know? <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm just disappoint like. disappoint myself. Yeah, but I did. I, mean, I can't. Can't lie I don't. It. I don't know that I would watch it again. No. Like yeah. if it was on and I was like, it was on in the background. I would, you know, I I may not change it. But it's not the way that like when Shawshank comes on, I still stop to mimic through the dialogue because mm -hmm. I really enjoy that film. But like this is just like the th thing with these types of films is that once you have that major reveal, there's you don't watch the movie the same. Yeah. You know, because when you have a film that's that has a twist. I'll use Shawshank for, for is a good example, right? The whole twist in that is that he escapes behind that poster. That's the whole twist of that film. But there's such a strong narrative. There is so much character development prior to that that you can watch that movie 
for other things, for other characters and other yeah. scenarios, even though you know what's coming at the end already. Yeah. Whereas like something like Tenet, it's it's so fast moving that there's zero character development. I knew nothing about any of these characters really. There's no background on them. Mm -hmm. That was probably my main complaint was that they just sort of existed to um, tell the story, yeah. to get to the good part. They were just sort of like chess pieces, yeah. it, like a cinematic chess piece. They didn't really have any depth to them any of the characters at yeah. all. Like I didn't even really care where the, but yeah, for like for a second I was like, well, where the hell did Washington's character come from? Like yeah. what what is what is happening in the future? You know, like mm -hmm. how did we get here? There's none of that. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. Like he spent so much time on these other little details that really didn't add or take away from the story where I felt like that would have been a good opportunity to give me a, some kind of backstory on Pattinson's character. Where the fuck did he come from? Yeah. You know, how do they know each other? How, all of that. I would have really liked more of that i think i would have really enjoyed the film if i had that because there's like more well i think intimacy. yeah and i think i think it, it could benefit from a second viewing you know especially like there's this scene where like pattinson and washington's character are sitting down and he's like orders them the drink and he's like i don't like that drink and yeah you do yeah or whatever you know whatever yeah. that exchange you know um so there's there's hints throughout and i i feel like there's i caught tons of little easter eggs yeah missed. i'm sure there's tons that i i missed or whatever but i feel like i got all the Big moments and and I I knew what was happening and and yeah I don't know, I, I dug it I liked it I liked it I would I would recommend it um, I think that people tend to compare everything to Inception and they're like is it confusing like Inception and it depends who you ask because some people yeah. that I talked to like did not get it at all and had to watch like a breakdown of it on YouTube and you know some people got it sort of got it or whatever I, I mean I I think that to talk to follow the story it wasn't as confusing as Inception yeah. At all. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I was able to figure it out midway. Whereas Inception, I just walked out of there like, it looked cool. Yeah. Even on our <laughs> crappy TV, it looked cool. It looks cool. Um, I still, I'm like only 30% sure of what's happening there. Yeah. There's still a way too big a chunk of me that's just like, nah, I don't, yeah. know. I don't get it. Um, and then, okay, so again, you know my rule. I generally don't review something if I'm going to shit on it, mm. um, unless I talked about wanting to see it because I did already mention it. Yep. So you know I've seen it. So uh, this weekend, Netflix released Woman in the Window. I had yeah. talked about this trailer last year <clears throat> when I'd seen it, and I was like, when is this going to drop already? <laughs> like, let's go. This was the first time that Netflix sort of dragged their feet. I don't know what happened. Usually they put out a trailer and you're like, boom, a yeah. month later at most the movie comes out or the show comes out. This time it was Which just Which is like, how it should be. I forgot about it. That's how long. Yeah. When I heard about it again, like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, that's right. Amy Adams and Gary Oldman were in something. Like, where the hell was I for that? I totally forgot. And so we watched it. Mm -hmm, we did. Um. So this is Joe Wright. Mm -hmm. Tracy Letts. Effing Tracy Letts. Okay. Like- if you say to me, am I going to get a good story out of Tracy Letts? Yes. We've seen his stage his, his stage plays. We've like seen his films. We've gone to go see his stage plays. Mm -hmm. An incredible writer. And then Joe Wright, you know, a good director. Yeah. It's fucking Amy Adams and Gary Oldman, okay? And then you have... Uh, uh, um, oh, my God. You have that actress <laughs> that was in that thing that time. Having a complete brain fart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember because she had such a small part. Julianne Moore. Yes. Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah. Lubowski, Lubowski. Julianne Moore, um, Anthony Mackie, and then Fred Heschinger or Heschinger or something like that. Russell, the Russell guy. Um, J- Jack Russell, is that his name? Ethan. Ethan? Russell. Um, oh, his character's name was and Jack. And then right? uh, what's her face is in it? Jennifer Jason Lee, right? Jennifer That's, Jason Lee. That is true. So if you obviously, statement. if you haven't seen this, like spoilers, don't. Don't listen to the rest of this because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, and so this is one of those times where I watch a trailer and I'm like, I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it. And when you have a cast like this, when you put Amy Adams and Gary Oldman together yeah. and Julianne Moore, it's like that. It, there's only two ways Fireworks. to go. There's only two ways to go. And you either nail that yeah. or it winds up becoming like this mod podge of too many amazing Talents coming together and then yeah. never sort of clicking. Yeah. Um, American Hustle. I can't, you know, I can't fucking stand David O. Russell. You know how I feel about him. Can't mm-hmm. stand that man. But I will say Just that he you, does. Bitch. He does do a great job at picking the right actors yeah. to have chemistry. His films always have the characters always have great chemistry. He's a twat, but you know, the, I, I will. I will say that I'm mm. always invested in in yeah. in the in the script and and in the characters. Um, this is one of those times where, God, you'd think like, oh, how could you not be invested? Amy Adams is on my list. Gary Oldman is on my list. I love them. Yeah. Um, I just like, so this was a, a novel that then also, then, then Let's wrote the screenplay to. Mm-hmm. This was also, I think, a film, an older film. They did this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know going in anything, like I didn't know any twists. I didn't read anything. I hadn't watched anything. Me neither. Else. I had no idea. And... You already know that it's kind of a knives out kind of thing. They're gonna, you know, it's gonna be a mind fuck. That's the whole point of yeah. this type of movie. When you watch the trailer, you're like, okay. Um, this was sort of, I had the, I felt that I had the tenant moment way too early into this film, about 15 minutes in. Yeah. I went, Ugh. well, I, I was like, I already know. I was like, I already know what's happening. Yeah. And well, the thing with this kind of film is like, you can literally do anything. And so, you know, because you're dealing with somebody in a, in a mental or psychotic state or whatever, you know, you, you, in you, their minds playing tricks on them, you can, oh, this person wasn't really there the whole time. Oh, okay. And they could just almost like cheat and just be like, build this suspense and then just be like, oh, that didn't happen. What? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I, there, there's a, there's a cheap trick that is done in, in screenwriting when you write this type of, of story. And I saw the cheap trick and that's what ruined it for me. Anytime you watch a movie that's a psychological thriller, when somebody is talking to someone on the phone and always and only talking to them on the phone yeah. and you never see them or their side of the conversation or perspective, they are not alive. Yeah. It's like nine out of 10 times. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this 50 50 they're a figment of their imagination yeah or they're dead yeah every single time so i'm hearing anthony mackie i see him in a flashback mm-hmm. but i never see anthony mackie she doesn't and ever never see her see, kid yeah, either, i you never know? see the child mm-hmm. uh, i never see their i never see her side of the conversation with her mother and that perspective mm-hmm. so i was like they're dead and that's how she became agoraphobic because yeah. they're dead. So I was like, all right, that already got ruined. Please tell me there's some other twists. Like, yeah. And so they did the typical like, oh, the tenant downstairs, he's creepy. you know. Yeah. And so I was like, 
he you're pushing that narrative so hard that I know now that he's not the villain in this. And I know for a fact that you're pushing so hard for the neighbor boy to be almost so angelic and and uh, innocent yeah. that he is obviously going to be the villain in this. There was just zero, zero suspense in that for me. There was no buildup as I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I just didn't know, you know, I didn't know the order of things. But when Gary Oldman came into her house and slapped the shit out of his kid, that was the confirmation because I was like, this kid's dangerous. Yep. That's why he doesn't want the kid there. And that's why he doesn't want her around his son because he knows what he's capable of. All right. Well, mistake one of this film is completely underutilizing Gary Oldman. Preach. You know what I mean? I'm so completely sick of watching films that star six minutes of Gary Oldman. Yeah. I don't understand how he is a supporting actor in anything in 2021. <laughs> I don't understand that yeah. he is a, he has so many supporting roles and I don't understand them. Yeah. Maybe he likes them. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's his preference. And if that is, then, you know, you do you, baby. You got to assume but that like, at his level, he can pick I, and choose. I don't get how, like, Gary Oldman is taking, is playing second fiddle to fucking Jessica Alba. I'm sorry, what parallel universe are we in that this is even, that you're even in the same film yeah. and that he's not a lead or something? Like, how is Army Hammer the lead over Gary Oldman in something? Yeah. I, that I don't get. And it's like, so you, you entice me with like, oh, Gary Oldman. He was in about six and a half minutes of this film. Yeah. And not to take, I love Amy Adams. I love her, but it's just like, why? Like, why? Well, I will say she's a, the only good thing about this film because she acted her face off in this. I mean, yeah, she's, me <laughs> she was brilliant in this role and just the subtlety she brought to the character. I mean, I can't say enough good things about this performance of hers. It was mm -hmm. so good. It's just that, I don't know, the story just fell flat for me. Very flat. Which is so surprising because this and is even Gary Oldman, they from... had this nice, quick little scene where he, yeah, Gary Oldman, it. was like yelling at her and it was really intense, and and they really played that scene really well because they're just, you know, they're they're the top of their game, you know, they're the the goat, one, the couple of the goats, you know, and so, but it's just it's underutilized. Yeah, it's so underutilized. Any honestly, I, look, I never want to take, I never want to take food out of Gary's mouth, but anyone could have played that part. Yeah, it just wasn't. There was nothing. I feel like he rolled out of bed and was like, yeah. and then just did the just showed up that day. Like, up. what are we shooting? What's happening? He Tell me where to stand and what rolling. to say. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just, I just felt like it was a complete waste of his talents, and um, it's just this tip. Like, he's sort of typecast in this way that um, Gary Oldman is the kind of person. Some th this got to yell and everything. First well, of all, exactly. Well, I was just about to say yeah. that Gary Oldman is the kind of person that the louder he shouts, the lower his voice gets. Yeah. So he has like a constrictive scream. And so he doesn't take in a lot of breath. He loses his breath very quickly yeah. when he shouts. And so that's why when he screams and things, it's like I can have my back turned just for the screaming part. I'm like, that is Gary Oldman. I already know his voice. Yeah. And um, so they always, I don't know, like everyone finds a way, every director that works with him. It's like we must have a scene where Gary Oldman hysterically screams close to someone's face. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but it's just like, it, like he's capable of so much more. And I just did it. Like, did I hate it? No. I mean, I've seen where it was such a Netflix movie again. I'm going to say it again. It yeah. was such a Netflix production. It yeah. felt Netflix. It smelled Netflix. <laughs> it mm. tasted Netflix. It's just like, 
this thing where they they do just enough. Yeah. Cinematography, fine. Yeah. Grading, fine. Storyline, fine. Never great. Series, they fucking blow it out of the water. Yeah. They Weird. need to skip. Like, just stop making Netflix films. Stick to series and shows, please. Yeah. Because the that films are always especially, underwhelming especially, to me. Especially foreign shows. They always look so, you know, you look at like dark beautiful. and they're just beautiful. But even American, you know, even or, or British, like fucking Peaky Blinders, yeah. Wentworth, I mean, yeah. you know, which are American shows, but you know, they're uh, uh, Bloodline, beautiful. Yeah. Ozark, beautiful. They, they just, they have it in the bag when it comes to a series, but I don't know why. Every time they make a film, yeah. it is passable. It's just like a subpar, like, mm, okay, fine. Yeah. It, no matter how great their cast is, no matter how great the writers or the directors are, doesn't matter. It's just like, okay. I think maybe there's a handful of Netflix movies that I was like, oh, that was good. Mm -hmm. But 70% of the time, I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, and so I'll get into my issue, my two main issues with this. Not, not the actor's fault, but okay. Ethan's character. This was on the director to be yeah. like, I need you to bring that down about 47 notches, kiddo. Yeah. Because we're not filming Scream 5. Yeah. It's just this, yeah. The the whole, the, the, the turn, his character's turn, it's like. So cliche. Yeah. Because you got to. Somebody's, somebody's listening to this like, bitch, have you watched your own movies? <laughs> this Look, it's constructive criticism sort oh, of. We, we criticize because we can't. That's how it works. Yeah. 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 But what the. This is why this is why it frustrates me because it's like this is an amazing cast, uh -huh. writer, director, everything. You yeah. have it all there, but it's like how does this fall so flat when you have all these resources? Our shit falls flat because I have no I don't have a script supervisor. I don't have it. We have none yeah. of that. So it's like I can kind of sort of excuse it a bit, but I just like I don't know how everyone in the room watching that or when they did the auditions or they run ran it through were like, yeah. So, like, what was the reference? Like, did you see Scream? Because that's how we want you to play the character. Yeah. Like, as it's not the actor's fault, really. Like, he's playing it the way yeah. he's being directed. So if... Yeah, he's certainly a capable actor. It's just like, what? why would you have him play the character so over the top? And it was, it's like such a cliche, yeah. twisty villain. Mm -hmm. When he dragged the knife across the railing, I knew I um, um, my ass cheeks clenched because yeah. I was like, "Why?" It's it's yeah, it's Stop. that thing when when it's it's not it's it's devaluing the character because you're giving them all of these kind of stereotypical things and and it automatically like what killer is I mean I suppose there's some who the fuck knows but you know it's like it's the last time I sat with a killer yeah. <laughs> You're you're walking towards somebody and there's a railing there. You just slide the knife and look at them all. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like it, it just it's just one note character, and you're like that was creepy in 1950, right? Because yeah. nobody had ever done that before, and you could shock people with you know pouring chocolate syrup down a drain, and people were pass out in a theater because yeah. they'd never seen blood on a screen. Yeah. So that really um, accentuated, uh, you know corny almost type way of playing something was it it worked yeah but in 2021 it's like why would anybody ever really do that no one would really ever do that um all right i guess i had three issues <laughs> i didn't You're i gonna didn't, have seven by the time we're done with this it's, podcast it's three i didn't like the way that that they made that i don't like the way the character was written for him i just thought it was was it yeah. was really safe uh, too safe uh, and and borderline corny um the foreshadowing was it it was like a punch in the throat 
Yeah. Uh, the second the tenant goes up to the roof or uh, poor man's Captain America, the second he makes it up to the roof for the skylight, I'm like, someone's going through that at the end of this film. And guess what? Someone went through it at mm-hmm. the end of the film. It was just so obvious that they were going to use this as a major prop in the storyline yeah. when everything got wrapped up. And it did. My third issue, which could be considered four issues, but I think for me it's all rolled into one and just um, she took a, a garden tool to the face. Yeah. Like straight through. Through her cheek and her everything. face. Yeah. And somehow nine months later, barely had a mark anywhere where that would have happened. Mm-hmm. This is not like a needle. This is very thick. The tines to yeah, that. Yeah, not to mention to the fact that face. I doubt that it was it, it was clean. No, and you know? I mean, let's just address the fact that this kid would have to be like Hercules to get that through her entire cheek. Well, that's the thing. There's, there's a cheekbone there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there's no weight to the, uh, Yeah, no. I mean, we can, there's no weight to it. You would really have to... Yeah. It just was just like it was a it was a bit much. It was for and um for the I don't know how I don't know how they her, needed that R rating. I don't know how her roof was standing with all of leakage and no. the, the pooling in that roof. Yeah. So that you could have the effect of him drowning her in, in five inches of water. I know that the guy downstairs was the handyman. He's cleaning up the gutters <laughs> once in a while or something. He was not doing a good job with those drains because the entire roof was flooded. If your roof is flooding like that standing every time water it rains, like that, yeah. Your 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 house is coming down. Like mm-hmm. so, I was just I, I was thrown immediately when she got up there. I was like, "Why is there a pool of water on the floor? Yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense." Um, but my biggest biggest complaint over all those things was the way that mental health was portrayed, and not to be like some whiny little you know Gen Xer about it, but it's the fact like just on a realistic standpoint, I worked in mental health for three years. Okay. I worked for a neuropsychologist. So it's like, I do know what I'm talking about a bit. Um, that's not how her issue, her mental issue works with agoraphobia and being home. Mm -hmm. You don't just like, you're not like agoraphobic and then suddenly you're not after something traumatic. The amount. So what made absolutely no sense was that her family dies in a car crash, which, um, Drives her to the point of now developing right. this this issue, this and that's issue and that issue. part is that you're okay with that part. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. Right. So she, you know, that's fine. She yeah. she th- she can't leave the house. She doesn't want to leave the house. She stays. Yeah. She keeps in this little safe reality. So it's more of the the tying up happy ending portion of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the fact that if that event was enough to drive her to this point, how the hell did she then? Think she was losing her mind with the mind fuck game that's being played next next door and yeah. with the son. Then watch hear her tenant get knocked out or whatever. So she, you know, the, the way that sounded, she knew it wasn't good. This kid now comes in, reveals that he's actually a serial killer who's there to kill her. She then watches the tenant get finished off and stabbed several times trying to protect her. She then gets chased up a flight of stairs, which let me tell you something. If you want to give me a heart attack, run after me on a flight of stairs. I will (laughs) freak the fuck out and I won't run. I will stop and get murdered because I can't, I freeze. So she's being chased up the stairs on the roof with a a dude who has a knife, okay? Mm -hmm. Who's fully, the intention is to kill her, Yeah. okay? And then uh, chases her around. She gets a garden tool to the fucking crown and then pushes him, so essentially now murders somebody by pushing him through this skylight. 
And somehow we've wrapped this up nine months later. Bitch is totally fine. Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? That doesn't make any sense. The level of PTSD that she would have. Forget about right, because holding she, up in the she, house. Right. She would be locked in a bathroom. Yeah, okay. And you never got to think, you know, she obviously blames herself for the death of the family, mm-hmm. um, which is understandable. Um, so now she's in this completely fragile mental state. And then all of this other sh- stuff happens. On t- stuff. <laughs> I know. Decided not to swear. All right, Pesci. Um, uh, uh, what am I do with all this stuff? Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so, yeah, I don't know how. They didn't address the time frame from when the the they her family died. Yeah, it. maybe I missed it, but it seemed like it was fairly recent. Um, so yeah, I don't know how you recover from all of that after nine months. If within you know, let's say two or three months, you're this was a week. You know, all of that shit happened. No, but I'm saying like if if you, if your family dying and then three months later you're worse than you ever were, then all of this extra shit happens. Then nine months later you have to. Work through all the issues with your family you imagine, and then people dying in your you house. Can you imagine thinking that you're absolutely losing your mind? You're, you're on, the, on the verge straight? of killing yourself. Yeah. For you a know? week straight, every single day, you're questioning your reality because you know you've seen this person and you're being told this person is someone else now. Yeah. And all. You know, that's incredibly stressful to go through for somebody who's not in a fragile state. Yeah. And so then you take somebody who's in a fragile state and you do all of this and it's like, how on earth did she walk out of that place? You know, she's like, she's got her boots and her jacket on yeah. and her hair is ready done to take on and the she's world. just ready to take on the world. And I was like, what in the sweet Valley high just happened? Yeah. This is not how that would happen. Yeah. And that actually annoyed me more because it puts this weird, like, it's just a really false, uh, perspective of of how mental illness works for most people and it's yeah. like you don't the a, a good example um where they use that that i thought was better was uh copycat with sigourney weaver i liked the way they did that for her what a obscure reference why it was about agoraphobia yeah i know but it's just... well, there's not many films about agoraphobia <laughs> yeah, like you get i don't have a whole lot of references and so watching that movie it's like she's she's driven to it at the end mm-hmm. Um, but it happens over a period of time and she, and she's trying to get outside constantly. Yeah. So she's had these moments where she goes to the hallway, then she slides back in. She can't do it. She can't do it. Um, and so then the, in the end she had to, to save her life and she kind of goes slightly mental, but it was more of like a farce for him. Um, but like with her, I just, I found like th- that bow just wrapped up way too neatly. Uh, yeah. So much so that it took away from like, well, then how the hell did she get into that state in the beginning if this is where she is nine months after all this yeah. shit happened? I get chased up a flight of stairs by a serial killer and I watch someone get murdered yeah. twice because she watched the mom get murdered. Yeah. And then she watched her tenant get murdered. Yeah. And she and, just... and took a, a, a farming tool to the face. <laughs> farming tool? <laughs> she took a tractor. A gardening to the, tool. <laughs> a tractor to the cheekbone. Um, it just was like... Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, it, that, I, I don't know. I, I had, I really wished that that had been so much better. Yeah. Um, And I can't, I don't know. I have to, I want to blame, I want to blame Netflix. I want to blame the producers and the studio because I have a really hard time believing that Joe Wright and Tracy Letts were like, this is exactly how we wanted yeah. this to go. I, I, I want, please let it be that Netflix. The producers were like. You know, tie we gotta hands. tie this up yeah. nicely at the end, and we need this here. Yeah, and yeah. 
Uh, we only want to see Gary for six minutes, mm -hmm. no particular reason, yeah. just that, just for that. Um, and we want the serial killer at the end to be like really like, you know, Sydney. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have him like talking to the thing. <laughs> just like, I wonder if they're like, so we want him to drag the knife on the railing. And Joe Wright was like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, sorry, sorry, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. They, they had that one take and he's like, cut, what are you doing with the nail? The, and then they give him the edit and Netflix is like, we love it. We love it. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I wouldn't. I mean, just because the actors, just because you have Gary Oldman and you have Amy Adams, I want to respect. Because well, also that's the Anthony thing. I Mackie's mean, barely in this yeah, as well. Barely. So it's like. You know, if you had Chris Evans in it and you had all the Captain Americas, that would be pretty epic. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be great. Like if Chris Evans was the killer. Yeah, we would have played that pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, if if Chris Evans was yeah in it somehow, if he was the detective. What if he was the character from um, Scott Pilgrim just in that movie? Yeah, that if would he be was, amazing. If he was the tenant as like some sultry skateboarder, yeah, or something. It's called the grind, bro. It's called grind, bro. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I mean, it. Look, Amy Adams' performance is is worth it. Because I don't know. It can't not be though. Yeah. See, I have a hard time giving her that much credit because I'm like, she can't give me a bad performance. She can. Yeah, but she she's can. Gonna do, she's going to do if the she best. She just didn't that she care can about it or whatever. With a script. Yeah. She wouldn't do that. That's not who she is. Yeah, she doesn't pick roles like that. Yeah. <laughs> she, she cares about her work. Um, so I know if I know she's going to give I'd me. I'd be a interested good performance. to find out, like you know, the the process of this script and where it started and where it ended and what. What happened in between then? Because for all we know, Tracy Letts could be like, I love this script and just be completely 100% happy with the film and Netflix didn't step in at all. Who knows? I don't want to believe that. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. Stop but ruining you, things for you me. Gotta, you got to wonder. That's I, why. I, sir, I will not. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I shan't. Yeah. I shan't I mean, because it is, you know, they're, they're their own production company now, right? So they do, they can just, call the shots on that stuff. I don't want to believe this. I just yeah. don't want to believe it. I just feel like something went left and their hands were tied and I just want to go with that. That's just, that's, that's okay. the bubble that I want to live in. Let's just blame Netflix. I want to blame Netflix, baby. I okay. just, I can't, I can't otherwise. I but just still feel... give them money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I still, I'm going to, I'm going to remain in this abusive relationship <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't know anything else. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Amy Adams is just always going to, she's always going to give me hundred percent. I will, I will give props to Julianne Moore. Uh, I really liked the way she wasn't in this for very long at all, nope. but she played um, this role in such a authentic kind of genuine way. You've sort of met that person before. That's just like just a touch over the top kind of loudish um, person, you know, yeah. that's like almost like you, you almost expect them to be kind of gaudy. Yeah. And uh, it's not a, a character that she often plays. She's all over the place. And Julianne Moore really doesn't get enough credit. She's in so many films yeah. and so many good films. And she's played so many different characters. But well, for some too. reason, yeah, it's just like, I don't know why she doesn't get. The recognition. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't get that yeah. recognition. And she's like, she's like an OG. You know, I, mean, I think the first time I saw her was probably in Lebowski. That was probably mm. the first time I'd seen her. Um, but, you know, she's done so many things. She was in The Kids Will, Will Be All Right. She's in The Hours. You know, she she does so much stuff. She was in that, um, she played um, uh, Kristen Stewart's mom when she had, she gets like onset oh, yeah, dementia yeah. or Alzheimer's or something. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, she always does a freaking great job. She yeah. always does such a good job. And it's like, I don't know. I don't really give her, they don't give her props. Yeah, but hey, you know what? She can cry all the way, all the, way to the bank. <laughs> I'm sure. But I just, I, I guess like, that uh, that type of character that she played, I, I would like to see that more. I yeah. wish they sort of 
Still Alice, that was the name of the movie. Mm. Um, I just wish they kind of challenged her more. Magnolia. Yeah. Like when you when you go back and you like you start going through films that she's been in and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been in everything. And for some reason, Free Held. Mm. She was in Free Held. Um, we saw that. Sight? Was she in some movie called Sight or something about know. losing your eyesight? I don't know. What? She was in Don up. John. Remember, we saw that yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going down the list here. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Julianne Moore's biography. A Single Man. We saw that. Um, Savage Grace. Yes. My God, she played the mom in Savage Grace with. Yeah, uh, man. She's an OG. Yeah, like she just like I, I really would like to see more of her. And also, can we just say, Homegirl's like sixty. Yeah, it looks great. Like, I don't know why I was like, yeah, she's got to be in her early. I was like, I'm thinking like 52, 53. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Because in Big Lebowski, she was like in her late 20s. Like, how could that be? That was like the late 90s. I'm like, wait a minute. She is like 60 years old. Mm -hmm. She's still looking great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, those were our reviews for the week. Um, one we did. One I hoped I would love and didn't. And yeah. the other one I was, I was almost wanting to hate yeah. and wound up liking. Who knows? I don't know. Life throws you curveballs sometimes. It does. So um, next week we have a guest we're going to be talking to. I'm going to murder the name because it's Swedish and mm -hmm. I don't know why. I cannot like I cannot really perfect those. I'm pretty good with with yeah. pronunciations once once you run it by me. But so Ulf Stenberg. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, so we're. We'll let you know now the show that we had discovered him in was Bear Town on uh, HBO Max. Yeah. It's a Swedish show. So, so effing good. If you have the time this week, it's like only five episodes. Yeah, it's short. It's, so not, a, it's not a huge lift, but it's so good. You can get those episodes in if you want to If you want to listen to it, uh, at, you know, when we release. Otherwise, um, you know, add it to the list because it's a really good show. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking to him next week. Yep. Uh, shout out. Mograf. Mograf. Um, anything else happening? I feel like something else was happening and I, and I was going to mention it and I can't remember what the hell it was now. I don't know. Oh, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, here we go. Settle in folks. <laughs> I'm going to take a hard five. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to touch on two subjects here. Okay. Where are we? We, we do this every time. Short one, folks. 50 minutes in. Yeah. Um. We get that from Mograf. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise and Scarlett Johansson, the mm -hmm. recent uh, praise that I'm supposed to be giving these people for like returning their awards and oh, I hadn't uh, heard about this. This yeah. is news to me. So um, what I happened? Think there was a couple of. I'm days gonna play ago. audience surrogate here. What happened? <laughs> so um, okay, so uh, basically the uh, what Golden Globes? Yeah, Golden Globes. I want to say it was. He returns his Golden Globes. Okay. What did he win because, for? I don't freaking know. Oh, like just in his, that he ever got? Like yeah. in his life? Oh, okay. In his career? Turns them, whatever. In, in this, in this, uh, this heroic uh, stance against, uh, you know, the Golden Globes, the, the way they've functioned for so many years with exclusion and, you know, mm -hmm. lack of diversity. And, you know, it's the same thing with all of the awards. It's been the same shit with all of them. Um, and so, you know, they've been in the news for, um, the, uh, in protest to, uh, of, uh, HFPA, I believe it is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe Scarlett Johansson also spoke out against this. And, uh, <laughs> so here, here's, here's my, this is why I'm reluctant 
to to really offer any praise for that. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise, enjoy his movies, enjoy him as an actor, but do you really have the right as the poster board child for fucking Scientology to talk about human rights? Yeah. And 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 the treatment of any human being when you and this isn't even like this isn't even like oh I. I'm a member, yeah. low key. You are literally the Jesus Christ yeah. of this of this organization, mm -hmm. right? And uh, what's his name? The guy who runs it. Oh, uh, David something? No, is it David or is it? You think of David Koresh because that's not it. That's <laughs> yeah, Waco. Maybe. No. <laughs> um, so it, it like if you think of it in terms of of uh, uh, of religion. Um, uh, then you, uh, yeah, David Miscavige. No, Miscavige. David Miscavige was the other guy. Oh, that's Wasn't what I was it? thinking of. No, maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know. So like L. Ron Hubbard was like yeah. the god, Yeah. right? And then, uh, you know, I guess maybe like- And, and just look him up just yeah, to get like, a clue for- Like Tom <laughs> Cruise just... and Miscavige, I guess would be like, they would be like going head to head yeah. for the cross. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise is such the Laurel and is, Hardy of Scientology. Yes, yes. <laughs> he is literally the poster board child for Scientology. Yeah, I mean, he's done he's done speeches, uh, their big events. It's and not stuff. just done speeches. He is part like yeah, he yeah. is at the head. Well, of that's that. what I'm saying. Like he's they praise him. Yeah, he is part of this in a huge way, and lots and you know, so I I. I am not. I'm not about Scientology, and I'm always really bummed when I find out celebrities that I like are in Scientology. Yeah, uh, and so it's like I don't want to hear shit coming from you, sir. Yeah, about how people are treated and anything when you are practically at the head of celebrities. Yeah, when it comes to Scientology, like that to me is just ridiculous. And then I'm also not going to fucking high five Johansson when she is has on several occasions protested her complete admiration and love for Woody Allen. Mm, yeah. Piss off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Neither of you two should be talking about people's rights and, and, and what's right and wrong when you are in support of, yeah. of either Scientology or Woody Allen. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Um, and then, so in, so in this circle, I'm going to throw Seth Rogen in. Yeah. Where yeah. I am neither, sh I am shaking neither of your hands because Seth Rogen knew exactly this entire time who James Franco has been. Yeah. You supported it. Mm -hmm. You helped fund it. Mm -hmm. And you went along that journey with him. The only reason why you're jumping ship is because it looks bad for you. It's gotten to a point or where Or something's about now, to happen. Yes. Well, something's about to happen or it is happening now mm -hmm. um, that that you're you're starting to get the the memos that they're like, hey, you're getting – well, he got dragged in because uh, the, ac the 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 actress oh, mm -hmm. God, I forgot her name uh, had had called him out. Charlene Yee. Yes, she calls him out, and so I'm you know, but She's this funny. was this was a couple of weeks ago, okay, and so I don't know like how long it took or like what was going on with representation. If his manager called and was like, "Listen, yeah. this isn't going away," and look, so now you have to do damage control. The the tight look, I. I... I, I'm just making shit up now because I didn't. I don't know this for <laughs> sure, but I can almost guarantee that Franco and R Seth Rogen had a conversation. Like, look, man, I gotta like this is what I have to do. Oh, you know I what I mean? Like, there's it. no, there's no way possible. he he like was like f you to him. You know what no, I mean? No, he They've didn't been say that either. Forever. He actually didn't say that. Yeah. He wouldn't even say that. What he said was that like they hadn't worked together. If you look in the yeah, recent, yeah. that they haven't recently worked together, and that that was not by mistake. Yeah. But at no point there did you uh, uh, 
um, like stand up against what well, he did or well, like yeah, or but, him but as a person. Uh, not only that, one of he's, he's not that, a good person. Like, at, at no point were you like, oh, I've cut ties with that bastard. Like now yeah, that I've yeah. gotten the details, it it because why would you say that? Especially when you saw what was happening. You have witnesses mm -hmm. to to you being present for these things on set. Yeah. So we all know that you were cool with it. Yeah. You know, and I Charlene, just, I hate that he actually put a hypocrisy. list out, a list out on um about all the things that Seth Rogen has to do to kind of own up to to what's going on, which I that, found quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, the the thing is, I I don't. I like, mean, I want to like Seth Rogen. I don't like any of his movies. Really, I'm I not like not like my does, my honestly. nice style of comedy or anything. But um, 50 -50, that he's was the like he's like he's like Matt Damon to me. I really want to like him, but I know that you've been kind of like enabling your friend. Yeah. You know, well, here, here, here's the thing for me personally is that I try to be kind of subjective when it comes to canceling people. Yeah, because I never want to I never want to not give somebody the opportunity to improve or learn from their mistake. But there's some shit that for me is I, I don't think you can come back from. Yeah. LaBeouf is one of them. Yeah. Franco's another. Yeah. I don't care how much growing these guys do. I will never support them. Yeah. I won't watch another film with LaBeouf. I don't watch James Frank. Which James is a Franco shame because movies. I really think LaBeouf is a good actor. A He's a very actor. good actor. Um, but then again, is he? Or yeah. what, were we just chronicling watching? Like his descent yeah, into, yeah. Exactly. Like how much of this was acting now that we have more details. And so it's like, there's people that I just like you, you like, if you, not you personally, but someone else, like, Oh, I like that. That's your business. I personally won't watch their movies. Yeah. I don't like no, them. I can't either. see, can't watch it the same. Um, I'm on the, I'm sort of like that with Leto. I've kind of had enough of him and he, but he hmm. sneaks into shit that I want to see. But he's not like a, he's not someone that you're looking to cancel either. He's just no, someone that you're like annoyed with. No, he's yeah. a creep. He yeah. is a, he's oh, creepy. Okay. Yeah. He's, right. he's been a creep. Um, not like on Franco level right. that we know. That we know of. That yeah. we know of. Uh, but I, I've just about had enough of him as well, but not not as much as Franco. I've never liked James Franco from the beginning of this podcast. I have talked shit about that guy because I just, th this was not I had news. I had a brief period news. of time in which, before I knew anything about James Franco, where I was appreciating what he was doing. And he was like directing stuff. And then he was like in a soap opera for a while. And, That's right. I forgot he was in a soap opera. And so he was doing all of these kind of like, things and 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 I, I saw him on a pod uh, on a show talking about just you know I have this fame and celebrity but I want to use it and and kind of try all these different avenues and just have fun maybe I'll be on a soap sexual maybe, assault yeah <laughs> or, uh, and so there was this a brief period of time harassment. where I was like not necessarily pro him or anything but I was just like okay I, that's cool you know and then you know as things start to come out you're like oh that's not cool yeah, I just You're I just cool. can't with him, and I, and, and that's the thing is like you know to to feel as strongly like the, you know he works a lot up here, and so we we know firsthand stories about mm -hmm. this behavior. So it's yeah, not but, like it's not like we're just um, believing what you would call fake news or whatever. You know, there's like actual anecdotal evidence look, for it, us. I've been following Shia for many years. Yeah, he has unraveled several times. So over over yeah, the and years, that's the other and thing I stuck too with is, him until yeah. this was like you. There ain't no coming back. Once it was like dogs, and you're like fucking going to sleep with a gun and holding people hostage. Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you're just toxic and you're a horrible person. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Um, and I just, but but like, I'm not going to dislike somebody because they have issues. Still enjoyed your films, right? Yeah. But once you start becoming abusive to people, I can't. 
I have to acknowledge that, oh, that yeah. I'm supporting, you know, this person's career. And with Franco, it wasn't just like, oh, I don't like his face and decided to hate him. Yeah. It was, you know, you had the first, I, I never really liked him. I always got a weird vibe from him and I never really liked him. And then it was like the first accusation. Your, and then the second your accusation. Your radar went off, like yeah. it was crazy. Creep bars of it. And then the second, and then another. And then when I found out the thing about what, getting the, his his instructor, uh, his um, professor fired. No, oh, yeah. With his bullshit because he was using his status. Yeah. I was like, this guy's a dick. And then we started to actually speak to people like firsthand with someone yeah, in front yeah. of us that was like, yeah, I've worked with him. It's everything you've heard is true. Yeah. And it's like, why would I ever support this guy? I can't stand yeah. this guy. So it isn't like, I, I hate when well, people are like, I, mean, I heard a thing. I haven't even really confirmed, but I hate this person already. It's like, yeah. well, no, I, I'm going to, I want to know that I have a reason to hate this person or, or yeah. not not support their films. Um, anyway, I just wanted to get that out there because I just felt like Seth Rogen's attempt was really weak. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. dude, that's you, you might have made it worse for me at this point. I yeah. think you should have just kept your mouth shut because doing this whole like, oh, I'm not going to worry. Although he is in a, a unique position in that he can. You know, being that he is spotlighted as a friend of him who would possibly could have enabled him, he's in a good position to gain a lot of traction for positive change in the industry. I have, I'm, I'm not you know? canceling him. No, mentally, I'm not. A, I've never really followed him. Yeah, so that, never. You know, I'm yeah. just like whatever. I wasn't very pro him in order to like not be. Yeah, but I'm just saying like I'm not gonna watch not watch a movie I want to watch because he's in he's it. I teeter. thought he was great in Jobs. He's teetering with me. He would have to do some amazing shit. Yeah. To kind of dig himself out of being James Franco's friend all this time. Yeah. You know, and, and supporting that. There's probably a, a few people. And I don't think he's going to do that, honestly. I think he's low-key still friends with him, obviously. And, you know, they're just doing damage control. And, and I think it's kind of shitty. So tis the business. I'm not surprised by it. just not be means. assholes. Is that so hard, people? I think it's difficult for a lot of people. Boo-boo, I don't think they can do it. I am not perfect by any stretch, but I mean, come on. I know, I sure as shit aren't. I mean, we're all flawed, but like, I don't know. It's just how you, None treat, of my flaws how you in, treat people yeah. um, and just like straight up harassing people and using your status. That's just really shitty. I just yeah. don't like that. Um, it's just hard to come back from something like that with me. When, when, you, when you have that in you. I don't He'll know. go away for a couple years and then come back in some film that is like directed by a female or something and then be like, oh, look, he's changed. changed person. Yeah. No. But uh, I'm done. Uh, but that's just me. Whatever. You, everybody has their, their right to do and support who they want to support. But it's just, that's just why I don't like them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, uh, tune in next week. It's going to be a good one. Go watch Bear Town on HBO Max if you haven't. It's an awesome show, and this way you'll uh, get more info. Yeah. And um, we'll talk to you then. Yeah, we will. Bye. Bye. Bye.